We're coming to a close of this round of conference realignment. So where exactly do things stand now? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host today, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us on today's show to get your first listener watch of the day. Today, we're going to take a look around the some of the landscape of where conference realignment is now as we get to the end of this week where kind of this window is closing. Uh, we're going to look at ACC stuff, Pac-4 stuff, but first we want to get to the Big 12, which has decided to stay as the Big 16. And as we come to the end of like this round of conference realignment, it's funny. I was thinking earlier today, it, it this almost feels now like a, like a TV season where you get to the, all the cliffhangers at the end of the season. And so it's like the series finale was this week and now we're done for this season of conference realignment on TLC or whatever it is. And we'll pick it up all again next year and see where we go. Right. You know, like it, it starts to take on that kind of vibe. Seriously. Big 12 is staying at the big 16, Uh, not adding UConn, not adding Gonzaga. And here's the thing that I want to say right off the bat about it. To me, this is the best decision for all these parties for now. And by all these parties, I mean UConn, Gonzaga, and the Big 12 slash 16. Here's what I mean. Let's look at the Big 12 side of that to start. For the Big 12, this gives the conference and and whatever name they will eventually go by once uh, it sounds like um, the commissioner is going to be working on that. But for let's just continue to call them the Big 12 for now until they officially change their name. This gives them an opportunity to figure out how to be who they're going to be for each of the next two academic years. Here's what I mean. For this upcoming season, the 23-24 academic year, it gives them a chance to figure out how to operate as this new conference of 14 teams. The 10 teams that they've had for a while now and then adding in these new AAC teams Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and UCF. And then next season in 2024-2025 to let them figure out how to operate as a new conference yet again. And that'll be the, you know, at that point, 16 teams as you lose Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. And then you additionally now add in these Pac-12 schools, Pac-4 schools of the two Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado. And then at that point, if I'm the big 12, that is where I then want to stop and determine, okay, we have finished the 24, 25 year. What do we want now? Where are we now? Who are we now? What, what do we need more? Do we want more? Are we good? Just like we are. Is this who we want to be? If, if we get to that point and determine we're good, then you don't need to do anything. If you're the big 12 now 16, right? But maybe you get there and realize, oh, we really would like to add those. So let's get into that. But I mean, you look at things like right now, and and obviously we're looking at this through the lens of college basketball, but you get to that point at the end of two academic years from now, when you say, hey, listen, two years ago, before we added those four AAC schools, 
we were top to bottom the best conference in the nation. We had just those 10 teams, and we didn't really have any true bottom feeders that we could just walk all over. You you couldn't do that to anybody in the Big 12 way back in 2022-23. But will that still be true two years from now as you've added some potential bottom feeders? Now, you don't you still project to have teams that are at least decently good, but when you bloat to 16 teams, you expect that there's going to be some rough times for teams at the bottom. Just ask the ACC how things have fallen off. Just ask the Big Ten about teams down at the bottom of the Big Ten barrel there. And so potentially, if you have more bottom feeders, that's going to bring down your overall league. So for the Big 12, right now, I think it's a great opportunity for them to just pause and figure out who they're going to be for the next couple of years before they go adding any more. Um, now, from a purely basketball standpoint, absolutely adding Gonzaga and UConn would solidify that strength. But, oh boy, that's adding what would become your northern, northwesternmost school and your northeasternmost school. I, I did, I was looking up some of the mileage on maps. Like the Big 12 will have just added BYU this year which will become the northwesternmost team next year. Utah then becomes that by like 45 miles. But then if you wanted to add Gonzaga, that's another 722 miles to the northwest all the way up there in the corner. Or what about the northeast expansion? Right now, that's West Virginia. To go further northeast all the way up to Yukon, that's another 525 miles to stores Connecticut. Keep in mind, you've just added UCF right now, Arizona next year. So if you did all that, you would literally be covering the four corners of the continental United States. Now, maybe that's a good thing for Commissioner Uremark, but like, is that feasible? Is that tenable for the Big 12? These are more questions that this conference is going to have to ask of itself. Now, what about the UConn side of this thing? I, I'm going to be shorter on UConn and Gonzaga than I was on the Big 12, and understandably so. But with UConn, here's where it's at for me. Yes, I know that when they were in the AAC, they did win a national championship that first year being in there. But that was to not be the norm. It was kind of, you know, almost like leftovers, vestigial from being in the Big East. But now UConn has just essentially gotten back into the Big East. And, man, they got a good thing going in this conference. If I'm the Big East, I'm feeling really good about where we're at. There's a lot of teams that are already at the top of their game. I know Villanova was not last year, but you got to expect they're coming back. Um, Creighton's been doing really well. Marquette won the regular season in the conference tournament. Sounds like, you know, Georgetown's hopefully going to start coming back under Coach Cooley. We hope that Coach Patino can resurrect St. John's, all of these kind of things. I'm feeling good if I'm UConn about the Big East. Yes, the Big 12 is and has been the number one conference in America. But again, what are they going to look like as they add these schools? And could the Big East maybe move in and take that over? Perhaps. But they're going to be right there at or near the top. And so for me, if I'm if I'm UConn, I'm looking at this thing and thinking, you know, there's no reason we can't compete for Big East titles on a regular basis, despite it being 
a a really high level conference. I expect Villanova to be right there. I expect you know Marquette under Shaka Smart to be right there. There's always going to be some other schools that crop up, whether it's Creighton or whomever. But no reason for UConn to not be essentially top three in the Big East every single season. You go to the Big Twelve, you can't make those guarantees. Oh, and the travel and all that kind of stuff, right? Like that, that is a thing at that point. What about the Gonzaga side of it? It's kind of similar, but Gonzaga is even more of a dominant force. Obviously, they have run the WCC forever at this point. There's essentially two schools that we see crop up pretty regularly to challenge them, and that's BYU and St. Mary's. Well, BYU, we just talked about, they're already off and running to the Big 12. And so right now it feels like Gonzaga's stranglehold on this conference might even get tighter and stronger, although St. Mary's projects to be good again this season, and I would imagine they will continue to be as they've been a strong team under um, Coach Bennett. But Gonzaga, under Mark Few, they keep scheduling a tough non-conference and then keep wiping up in the conference schedule against the rest of the West Coast Conference. And I would imagine that Ken Palm's projections and all sorts of other stuff are going to keep putting them right there at or near the top. And so if I'm Mark Few, it's like, am I willing to trade dollars for losses? Because going to the Big 12, they're going to certainly take on some more losses. But ultimately that Big 12 money's got to be better than that West Coast Conference money. But for right now, I think this is okay for Gonzaga and again for UConn as well to stay right where they're at. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? And it doesn't seem like the Big East nor the West Coast Conference are in any trouble of things changing. Might as well stand pat. Wait till see, you know, is the Big 12 going to come back around, come calling again? And if so... Maybe you open the door and, and say, hey, let's have another conversation in season four of conference realignment. But for now, I think this is the best scenario for all three of these parties, the Big 12, 16, the big, uh, excuse me, UConn and Gonzaga. Well, the ACC, though, despite their financial shortcomings, they're actually similar to these uh, other two conferences we just talked about. They are the one power five conference to remain intact throughout all of this upheaval where do things stand right now i will talk about it in just a second but first this episode of locked on college basketball is brought to you by ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part has to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head on over to ebay motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits just right the first time around. All you got to do is add your car to my garage, and then you look for the green check mark to know that the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. Plus, they've got over 122 million parts to choose from, so you're going to be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts that have the right fit and all of that at the right price on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, you everydayers. Thanks so much for making Locked On College Basketball your first listen or watch of the day. Great to have you with us here at the end of the week. Won't you make sure to tune in again on Monday as Andy and I are back together. Always love that 
let's move from the Big 12 to the ACC. The ACC, conference realignment, (laughs) nothing doing for now anyway. Honestly, here's my take on this. This is good news for the ACC. Financial shortcomings or not as compared to the SEC and Big Ten. Why? Because to me, while it's, yes, a a shortfall in terms of revenue up to those conferences, there's something to be said for stability. There, there is comfort in that. There is, you know, that's its own kind of um, security, right? And I know it's not stabilizing your financial security, but it seems like people, despite all of Florida State's rumblings and grumblings, people are unable or unwilling to do what they have to do to get out of the ACC right now. And so, um, this this window has closed for people to come and go from the ACC, at least in terms of what it would mean for the 2024-25 academic year. So all of that means for the 14 full member conferences in, in Notre Dame that you've got two more years of stability, the 23-24 academic year and the 24-25 academic year. Now, I know that crazier and wilder things can hap- can and have happened. But as, as we stand right now, that's where it sits, that the ACC looks to be in good shape. Now, uh, in terms of all the, the rumblings with the, the Bay Area Pac-4 schools, meaning specifically Stanford and Cal, there's been no more movement on that. And the, that window has come and passed, and nobody um, has dared to publicly challenge the grant of rights. There's just not enough... ACC presidents um, who were willing to say yes to make this happen, to even get a good vote. And again, those four no's that we know of are Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and North Carolina State. Now, to be sure, something could happen. Something could go down. Florida State, under the cover of night, could say, yeah, it's a long way off, but we're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on doing something because we've figured something out. Who even knows? Additionally, there are rumors out there floating that there will be one final conversation on Friday today and maybe, maybe a vote on Stanford slash Cal. You know, it seems like Stanford is kind of more the bell cow of this conversation. And we'll talk more about the Pac-4 side of all of this in just a second here. But for right now, it's it's kind of at the point where it's like, Well, the window's closed for 24-25. Might as well just go ahead and take a vote just to to see what happens, right? It seems like that's where the ACC is at right now. I want to talk about this from a very basketball standpoint because that's what this show is. From a basketball standpoint, I am so glad. I am so happy. I love that the ACC is just kind of staying as is. Um I would love for them to add, honestly, talking about UConn, I would love to see UConn in the ACC. I think that just makes a ton of sense and would be a great top-tier team, or even Villanova, right? Like, let's make it happen. Why not? Um, And so if UConn's going to leave, I'd rather see them come to the ACC. But, um, again, I, I said it teasing this segment. The ACC of the Power Five conferences is the only one to be the same membership as it was 
before all this, right? Obviously, of the five. Pac-12 decimated down to four schools. Big 10 is going to be up at 18. Um, the, uh, excuse me, Big 12, big changes come in there, both coming and going. And then the SEC, obviously adding Texas and Oklahoma. So again, the ACC is the only one unchanged, either coming or going. SEC hasn't lost anybody. Big 10 has, you know, but um, there, there has been change everywhere except for the ACC. And again, there's something to be said for that. I know eventually things will probably change either before or before 2036 or once we get there. But for today, they haven't. Now, again, I know this conference is behind the others financially. But to me, especially from a college basketball standpoint, the, the bigger concern, and I know financials have to be tied to this. I get that. I hear that. But the bigger concern for the ACC right now is finding your way back into that upper echelon of college basketball. This, this conference has been the prestigious basketball conference for a long time right now. But recently, it's just not the case. They were ranked seventh at Ken Palm last year. They haven't been top three in terms of conferences at Ken Palm since 2018-19. The ACC, just quite frankly, is not what it once was. And for my money's worth, that has been since they added those former Big East schools and it kind of weighed down the bottom end of the conference. But then you get other schools cropping up that are having bad situations like Louisville, who now with losing Trenton Flowers, who knows where they're going to be at next year. Or you get Florida State that was not Florida State last year. And then you're always going to have some others that are just kind of perennial bottom feeders like Boston College. I know they'll jump every now and again, but more often than not, they'll, they'll probably not be great. So ACC came and went, and they're still the ACC. So we'll wait to see if there really is a vote on this on Friday and, and what it could mean. I just, at this point, I feel like if, if they were going to say yes and do it, they would have said yes and done it. But for the Pac-4, they still got to get something figured out because they're just sitting in a holding pattern right now. Why? <laughs> I'll tell you about that in just a second. All right, we've talked Big 12 today, now eventually Big 16. We've talked ACC, and now we want to talk some Pac-12, Pac-4 action. As a reminder, here's all the comings and goings in case you haven't been dialed in with us. The four remaining Pac-12 schools as of right now are Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State. Of the other eight, four are off to the Big Ten, four are off to the Big 12. We already mentioned the Big 12 schools. Let me say it one more time. That will be Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. And that will all happen for 2024-25. As for the Big Ten, that will be adding Oregon, Washington, and then the LA schools, USC and UCLA. And so that, that's where the Pac-12 is at. As of right now, they still have nothing concrete, nothing in place. There's lots of rumors flying around, just like I was saying with the ACC about, uh, could we join with the AAC or could we um, take in some of their members? Could we do something with, with the Mid-Mountain uh, West Conference? Could we this and that and the other? There's all these 
life rafts it feels like they're trying to jump into and so far none of them either have been the right thing or have come to fruition um it was really interesting to me oregon state's ad scott barnes told brian hamilton of the athletic quote our best option is rebuilding the pac-12 obviously group of five options are out there but that's not our priority end quote so this is really interesting for me. And again, this is from Oregon State. This isn't from Stanford or Cal that we really want to work at rebuilding this conference despite the group of five options that are out there. Now, you could take that a couple of different ways. Either we want to rebuild the Big 12 through schools that are already at the Power 5 level, or he could be meaning... Um, we, we will bring in group of five schools, but we will, we would prefer not to join a group of five conference. I would assume this is what he means is that, yeah, we'd be fine bringing in some mountain West schools or some group of five schools. Great. Would love it. Let's try it. But, um, it just remains to be seen what's going to go on and all, uh, at least Oregon state and Washington state and to some degree Cal as well are in a little bit of a waiting pattern. You'd, you'd love if you were the Pac-12 to be in the driver's seat. Unfortunately, right now they're in the passenger seat or maybe even the back seat waiting around on who? That conference we just talked about, the ACC. Because um, reports are out, and I read this all in an AP uh, report, that the, the Stanford is still holding out hope, despite the window closing for 24-25, that they're going to get uh, a phone call from the ACC that they would be able to come join. This is from the AP report that I referenced that came out on Thursday. Quote, leaders from Stanford, California, Oregon State, and Washington State spoke Thursday, as in yesterday, and Stanford told its colleagues it had informed the ACC, you ready for this, that it would be open to joining the conference at greatly reduced or even no media rights payout for several years. And that's from a person familiar with the discussions um, and what they told the AP, by the way, close quote. So Stanford's saying kind of what SMU had. We'd love to come be part of the ACC and we'd even waive or at least accept a seriously reduced um, payout from the rev share. Now, here's the thing that you got to keep in mind. Stanford, of all of these schools, of really every school in the nation, can't afford to do that because their endowment is like 32 billion with a B dollars. And so if, if they've got to assume that on their own for a while, they can float that. Could Cal and Oregon state and Washington state do the same? I don't know, but Stanford can afford to do that. How do these other three schools feel about Stanford saying that to the ACC? Who knows, but also can Cal, keep hitching their wagon to Stanford and, and get a call as well. <sighs> but uh, here's the thing. It's got to be difficult for Stanford waiting. It's got to be even more difficult for those other three schools to continue to wait and see. Cause right now they're just all in limbo. Do, do we act? Do we hope for the ACC? Do we try to bring in schools from another conference? So, so you need to be active. What is it that you're going to do? Well, according to MHVER3 on Twitter, and I know that sounds like a random Twitter handle, but this is a guy who has been right on top of many of the reports surrounding conference restructuring and conference realignment. And so, um, you know, you always want to be wary of these things, but 
there's been a whole lot that's right. So um, that Twitter account promoted on Thursday that there are in fact four AAC schools that have basically given the pack for a commitment so that they could become a pack eight and be feasible, sustainable, livable as a conference. And those schools are rice Tulane, USF and uh, being South Florida, not obviously San Francisco who is in the W coast conference, West coast conference and SMU. And that's interesting because SMU was lobbying to be in the ACC, but it sounds like they're saying, Hey, you know, (laughs) We got no scruples. We'll go out west instead of east. That's great. So again, Rice, Tulane, SMU, and USF. Apparently, according to this report, Memphis is willing as well, but is not a top prior as as high a priority uh, for for what the Pac four would be looking for. Interesting there. So could these four schools, particularly if the ACC either says no or does nothing, which is what they have been doing. Stanford got to figure something out along with these other schools. And at that point you want to say, Oh, Washington state. Yeah. We were buddies all along, right? Yeah. Let's stick together. Um, so it's, it be interesting to see what happens in the coming days. If I'm San Diego state, I'm, I can't decide if I'd be thanking my lucky stars that I didn't get accepted into the, the PAC 12 and then it all fell apart. Or would it have fallen apart with San Diego State? Maybe everything would have still played out the way it would have. Or if I'm San Diego State, maybe I'm wishing that I could have. I'd be helping rebuild this once proud conference. I, I, I got to say, I think if I'm San Diego State, I'm like, honestly, we're good in the Mountain West for now. You guys figure out what you're doing and uh, we'll just stay here and maybe make it back to another national championship game. How wild would that be? You, you laugh at me, but Butler did it. Why can't San Diego State? Anyway, all this conference realignment stuff is so wackadoodle, but we got to keep talking about it, keep updating each other on it. Folks, I hope that you have a great weekend. That's it for today's episode of Locked on College Basketball. Once again, Andy and I will be right back with you on Monday. I really want to thank you for tuning in. If you would, go leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. Go ahead and subscribe to the show on audio and video formats. All you got to do on YouTube is just hit that little like, that little subscribe button right there. And while you're there, go ahead and smash the like button so we know you're here. We'd love to hear your comments on conference realignment. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Let's go Wildcats. And until Monday, peace.